Hello everyone, this is Gregory and welcome to the Free Foodie Podcast, where myself and my brother-in-arms, Jack Bennett, discuss, brainstorm, ramble on, and formulate ideas and concepts surrounding the world of food waste and environmental change. But bear in mind that we are not only here to tell you how positively shitty climate change has gotten, but we also want to share and talk through ideas of how you, our beloved listener, can change the world for the better without too much hassle. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Our first our topic today is supermarkets. Jackie, take it away. Well, I think supermarkets seem, in many people's eyes, the main contributors to food waste and the issue of food waste and the most obvious perpetrators, maybe, of the issue and where efforts should be directed to make changes and make the biggest changes on like a national, international level. So I think it's a hugely, hugely important topic that we've taken on like to chat about, I think, Greg. Um, And yeah, there's some crazy sort of statistics out there in terms of how much food goes to waste and just what is needed to make the important changes. So I'm not sure what you had in mind in terms of direction for this ramble that we find ourselves on. This this is a this is a good question. I I have no fucking clue. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like I've uh, we've we've thrown ourselves into the deep end here. Uh, really, uh, I mean, one thing. Well, okay, so I I'm going to start off with a little with something that is uh, frankly quite that disappoints me a lot. Okay, and it's really just. And it's just, and it's just. Uh, I will go on a little bit of a rant here. Right, I'm bracing myself. I'm buckled in. Take it away. Okay. Uh, in 2019, more than 100 stores, uh, including you know, you know, Tesco, Sainsbury's, uh, Waitrose, etc., signed a pledge to halve to halve food waste by 2030 um and then we realize and then, okay and then we realize that in 2021 47 british companies so 47 of those 100 pledged to slash food waste by 30 percent only according to the latest un emissions target so they backtrack so they've gone back on the pledge that they made two years ago and then in february of uh, this year, 2021, we found out that supermarkets, the top 10 supermarkets, are throwing away the equivalent of 190 million meals a year, and that Britain's wow. top. So, uh, actually, hold up. That so that 190 million meals, that's every every supermarket in the UK. Uh, okay, okay. And that Britain's top 10 chains, uh, you know. The, the waitresses, the Tesco's, the Sainsbury's, the Marks and Spencer's, uh, are, they are donating less than 9% of their surplus for human consumption. Can I just interject here as well? Apparently, the French supermarket, you may have read the same article as I have here. Um, I think it was published in The Independent, actually. The French supermarket Carrefour actually yeah. donates... 6,000 
tons of food more yeah. than those 10 UK supermarkets combined on a yearly basis wow. for like redistribution purposes to different charities, which that one supermarket does more than 10 in the UK, which is cr that's crazy to me. I think the, the, the food waste laws in France in particular are very strict and rightly so. Um, so in, so here we go. We have, there's another statistic that says that just, um, 24,242 tons of food, um, was passed on to the needy out of, out of 282,000. 338 tons of unsold food which was approaching its used by or best before date holy moly so, but what needs to be done here and what's what's even more striking is that these supermarkets are under no obligation to say or to or to tell anyone how much food they waste they don't have to they don't have to there is no obligation legal obligation for any supermarket to say how much food they actually throw away. Which is f fucking ridiculous, right? So they're just like free agent, you know, they're just free to do as and what they please in that regard then. For instance, slashing the target by two thirty percent you know, backtracking like we said at the beginning. And I think having just done a barrage of huge stats and just showing how appalling like supermarkets are quite effectively I would have to say as well in the UK in particular like what needs to be changed what is the answer well it's hard to obviously say what the answer is but you know there's several problems isn't there that result in this huge huge loss of food but what for instance, are France, like you said, who have a much stricter stricter food waste policy, what are France doing differently that the UK and other countries around the world could replicate? Well, I think there there's a twofold approach here. I think um, obviously obviously there's the there's the uh, consumer uh, action uh, there's the action that a consumer can take, um, and that is simply you know for example buying food from independent stores small independent stores um that's also uh and you know that whole that whole spiel about uh boycotts and whatnot and boycotting your local supermarket your local tesco's whatever um and and then but then there's the there's the other there's the there's the other there's another level where these companies these supermarkets need to be held fucking accountable Simple as that. <laughs> as simple as that as, you know, not by, maybe not by the consumer, because the consumer in this case is really quite powerless, uh, but by the government. Uh, because it's, uh, first of all, we, what needs to happen, first of all, is, by, is for the government to realize that not only is climate change, that climate change needs to be uh, kind of solved, but the priority it needs to be a, a priority, but that food waste is one of the key contributors to climate change. And, and that by eliminating food waste, you eliminate a huge, huge factor in the changing climate. 
so, and as a result, they need to realize you know, politicians. The politicians need to fucking step up and put. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you have your your kind of your accountability laws where you have you have to the supermarkets have to reveal how much food they waste uh, because a lot of these supermarkets also operate on uh, on street credit right on street cred right so you know yeah, if, if it, exactly about the on their image so if if for example the consumer knows that Sainsbury's fucking Sainsbury's I uh, will get onto them a bit later are uh, throwing away uh you know, a shit ton of food, then they're gonna go to the to the Tesco's opposite then. And I think equally, like they always pull out the huge astronomical figures that these supermarkets spend, for instance, on Christmas adver- advertising. You know, we're talking, you know, ten million, aren't we? Those sorts of figures we're talking. Um, why can't that, the, you know, those tens of millions of pounds that are invested every year into like TV advertisements be invested into solving these sorts of much more pressing issues? As simple as that, can't, you know, it's all about this brand, isn't it? All about marketing. The whole, yeah, the whole brand image one, but you know, let's, let's uh, forget the environment for a second. Even though it's just difficult. There's, there's still a fuck ton of hungry people out there. Impoverished people. Uh, hundreds of millions. You know, you have, uh, you know, the number, so the one stat is that the number of UK adults who can't afford to buy food has doubled in the past 15 years. Yeah, I, I even in a much shorter space of time, apparently there's been a fourfold increase in food bank use since 2012 alone. Which, you know, speaks to that sort of food insecurity issue, which is so prevalent, even in a country like the United Kingdom, which I presume for most people out there comes seen as a developed country. You know, I don't you know, to then have large, vast numbers of your population suffering on a day-to-day basis just to make, meet their basic food requirements is ridiculous when you then have these huge supermarkets throwing away food that is still good to eat and not not only does that piss me off but that most of this food that does get uh repurposed doesn't go to human beings it goes off as animal feed that's even well the animals would then obviously be potentially slaughtered or used for the food again which then would probably go to waste it's a very endless it's an endless cycle really this isn't it that we're getting into it's a vicious cycle man uh <laughs> and that you know so it, i think there's a it one of the articles like on i think it was guardian or, or uh, the times said that one billion pounds of food destined for uk supermarkets is thrown away um or, f- or fed to animals before it leaves farms every year. Obviously, there's a lot to say for the specifications that supermarkets place on products in order to be sellable to consumers, which yeah. is at the core of the waste that's produced. You know, farmers equally, as much as the, obviously farmers use the food waste potentially to feed the animals, 
I think farmers as well are up against a huge issue, and not just farmers, obviously, the producers of foods are up against a huge issue when supermarkets say no because the food doesn't look right. You know, we've had in the UK, I know, for instance, I'm not sure about other nations around the world off the top of my head, but we've had this introduction of so-called wonky fruit and veg, haven't we, available on our shelves. So you have vegetables and fruits which don't necessarily look like they should in terms of a photo finish advertising specification, but obviously they're still completely flavoursome, good to eat, you know, should be eaten, which is a very small step in the right direction, but obviously it leaves so much room for further development and further change that needs to happen in order to reduce those crazy numbers that we said at the beginning of the episode. Um, But I think equally farmers are also now trying to find new strategies themselves, aren't they? You know, instead of supplying, they're not necessarily supplying you supermarket chains. They're looking elsewhere. They're looking for these independent suppliers and people who are more willing to accept foods which aren't necessarily aesthetically as pleasing as they should be on an M&S advert. Not blaming just Marks and Spencers here. You know, there are other supermarkets out there just for, you know, impartiality on this issue. We know you've got a grudge against Sainsbury's, Gregory. We won't go in. We won't get into that. Um, but yeah, questions. More questions arisen. More questions arise. Um, is one of the answers to this issue like a redistribution system? You know, there's numerous schemes out there. I think there's numerous charities in the UK. There's uh, Fair Share, for instance, isn't there? Who you know, take surplus foods, redistribute it to charities, organizations, or those who create meals for people who need them. But even then, the output of somebody like Fair Share, for instance, represents only 1% of the 2.25 million tons of food that is good to eat, but is wasted as a surplus in the UK every year. That's what, you know, it's crazy. Really, really, it, beggar's belief, I think many people would argue, um, why these huge conglomerates of international scale fail to address the basic problem. But like you said, it comes back to this lack of statutory regulation that governments place onto supermarkets. It's very much a voluntary system of like goodwill on their behalf. And I just look at you know, you go to a supermarket like like Sainsbury's, fuck me, uh, or, or like uh, uh, or Tesco's or something like that, and you just you know exactly what needs to change. Like you see the problem. You see that every day the shelves are fully stocked because that's it to create the, that illusion of abundance. You know that you you go there and you see that everything is wrapped in plastic uh, that most likely won't be reused or recycled. You go there and you think that and you see that every single vegetable is perfect, even though everyone already subconsciously knows that a potato is never is is never always uh, a perfect oblong shape, right? As we know in the culinary world, Gregory, you yourself more than I, imperfection can be the source of greatness. <laughs> on many occasions, on many occasions. 
that's maybe the motto we need to take away from this. Imperfections can be the positive. Put a spin on it. I think there's, there just has to be... Um, not there's, there's only so much the consumer can do. Pre-planning that people can put into their shop, you know, there's only so many, you know, lists, there's only so many lists you can write, only so many times you can look in a fridge to see what you're missing, you know, those sorts of simple tasks, you know, that people can do to pre-plan and prepare what they do on a weekly, daily basis to buy what they need and therefore use what they need. There's only so much you can place on the consumer's behalf. I think that obviously the supermarkets hold a greater influence and responsibility i think in this issue uh yeah no i completely agree i completely agree um i think there's uh just i mean free for example free foodies you know our our uh whole motto our whole goal is really to say that the small things the small actions can go a long way and they really can they they really can uh, accumu- uh, an accumulation of small actions, you know, how to use that uh, broccoli stem or whatever, how to use that chickpea water, for example, uh, that can go a, a long way. But that process of incrementally uh, using all your food, eating what you buy, can be accelerated massively if, for example, the supermarkets restricted the amount of options that we have mm-hmm. and had and basically they just sold what not, they sold everything that they had and produ- and produced a lot less so that's like it shows the i guess the push it's the purchasing power of the consumer there isn't it i guess um and i guess it needs to be used to our advantage to reduce supermarket food waste you know there's a lot of efforts I'd like to put in a caveat here as well. Food share that I mentioned earlier on is also, it was founded by Sainsbury's. So I just wanted to make sure you're aware of that. Sainsbury's are at the, you know, the, the leading the drive in many respects, I think. That's the thing. Um, That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do to convince people like us that they're doing, they're doing something. Well, say what you will, Mrs. Ennis, say what you will. But there are other, obviously, like community-based enterprises and initiatives, which attempt to redistribute but there's only so much those community level attempts can do you know obviously it needs to happen nationwide it needs to happen on a huge huge scale it raises so many more questions than it has produced any sort of answers really hasn't it you know there are so so many problems that remain to be dealt with that even to have the, you know, there's this like yellow sticker and thing isn't, you know, obviously they put the yellow stickers on foods that are reduced price because it's the, they need to be sold before their sell by dates, don't they, obviously. Um, and that links back to our previous episode, doesn't it? On use by, sell by, best before dates. Even that has a component effect on how supermarkets are to blame partially for food waste at the level that we find it at the end of the day it's all motivated by profit by greed mm. uh the ability to the 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 necessity to keep us buying more and even those sorts of initiatives like buy one get one free people buy more even though they don't need more just because it's buy one get one free and you you, you spend you're spending the same amount of money but you're getting twice as much food that's going to 
half of which is then going to go to waste, which, yeah, that that's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, the analogy that I that I kind of uh, like that I, I like to use in this situation is, you know, when you when you're packing a bag or something like that, and you're going you're going away or somewhere uh, or something, and um, your suitcase is much bigger than this than all the shit that you need to bring with you but because of this some sort of like human desire need to fill exactly if in doubt if in doubt like fill the space uh situation we fill the suit like a suitcase up to the brim for a two-day holiday or two-day getaway same here sainsbury's as well as other supermarkets, I have to. Of course, it's. it's there are other supermarkets out there. I don't know what is this. What is this with Sainsbury's and you, Mister Zone? We need to make sure we're impartial here. We can't be getting lawsuits left, right, and centers from different supermarkets. We'd stand no chance. I, I, I'll tell you why I'm angry. Uh, in a, in a, in a little in a little bit. It better not just be a personal issue that you've had. You know, you dropped a bottle of something or a jar of something down an aisle, and you've now got a grudge against them. Uh, well, like the customer, the customer support was just rude to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You better not just pin the whole food waste issue in the UK on Sainsbury's because you, on one occasion, tripped over and you know a, a wet floor sign or something. That actually did happen to me once. That actually did happen. Yeah, yeah, of course it. Did. Why does that not surprise me? Why does that not surprise me? Anywho, anywho, you continue on. I, I interjected once again. So this uh, this uh, analogy is essentially it's it's the same it's the same it's the same situation here, you know we're given much more space and much many more options that we feel like we just have to take them right. So if if there's a law that requires uh, supermarkets to restrict the number of options that they give us, then as a result the consumer will also restrict. The num the uh, number of products that they buy, and that goes on to that will restrict them, that that will limit the amount of food that they waste. So, completely. Even though we as consumers can do something from bottom up, it would make it so much easier if the government just stepped up and said, "Look, you have to disclose a all the numbers that uh, all the food all the food that you waste." Every single month, or something like that, and B, you whatever you produce or something like that, you have to sell. If it's if it's healthy, if it's uh, nutritionally, uh, I guess viable, you have to sell it. Something like that. Yeah, I think that sort of ties in. There was obviously a couple of years back now the UK government um, made a pledge, didn't they? The um, step up to the plate pledge. So it brought together loads of different, brought together all the leading supermarkets as well as um, food manufacturers um, in line with the UN Sustainable Development Goal, like we said at the beginning of reducing the food waste um, target. Um, and I think an interesting point that came from it, I found was how consumers themselves can change their habits on an individual level to be what they call a food value champion, which I quite like. I, quite, I like that as a phrase. I like that as a title. Um, and that's all about buying only what they need and eating what they buy, which is what we always say here at Free Foodie, isn't it? It's all about um, sticking to what you need 
But do you know what? what you need. What pisses me off here? Do you know the balls of these supermarkets and these companies to say, you know what? How about we give you advice on what to do with the food that we throw away? Yeah, it's like you, the consumer, needs to step up to the plate. What about you, the provider, changes this plate for us to step up to first and foremost? Because guess what? I read this pledge. And guess which supermarket spokesperson I've quoted here. I'm not, I'm not actually going to hazard a guess because I think for all the listeners out there, the recurring animosity that has been voiced by yourself towards a particular mainstream supermarket here in the UK is quite clear. So we'll put that one to bed. We don't need to hear your paraphrasing or quoting of somebody that you clearly have just got a personal grudge against right now. So the, the pledge itself, the pledge itself uh, uses language like this. Setting an ambitious target to help halve food waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, embracing a week of action. Using their voice and profile to empower and encourage citizens, including the younger generation. So they're going to do whatever they can to help, right? And encourage us to do their shit. It's always the same, isn't it? And I, who who was that from again? I, don't, I think you failed to mention. And then Saint the Sainsbury's uh, spokesperson Judith uh, Bachelor said, "Sorry, Judith." Uh, said tackling food waste is quote an urgent and important priority. Um, so I mean the fact that she put it is an and a priority, so it's one of the priorities doesn't really make sense to me uh and it is and food waste is one of the biggest challenges currently facing today's society the vagueness the kind of the vagueness of all this language the pledge the spokesperson's um the spokesperson's uh statement really just you know what in family in fa- in the words of Family Guy, you know, grinds my gears, grinds my gears. Using Family Guy to yeah. elaborate the yeah. point. Yeah, I fucking elaborate used Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin. I quoted Peter Griffin. Sue me, sue me. Uh, so essentially, I've uh, I just I can't believe the 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 balls of these. Leading, yeah, yeah, industry leaders, should we call them? I thought I found I read one very interesting article, um, and it was from the World Economic Forum where I picked this one up. And it was about um, the use of AI technology actually to reduce supermarket food waste, which I thought you would find quite interesting. Um, Being a sort of tech startup guy yourself, you enjoy that sort of intrigue. You're a fan of Silicon Valley, as I well and truly know. Um, (laughs) The TV show, as well as the destination, the AI startup called Wasteless. So they're essentially, they've designed this technology which um, has a system of dynamic rather than fixed product pricing. So as a product gets nearer to its sell-by date, it reduces its price. So it's also like incentivizes the consumer, obviously, to purchase a cheaper product, which is eating sooner. So I think that's quite an interesting concept. Um, 
I think it's still very much in its uh, in its youth in terms of its how its rollout and use. Um, and I think they, there was like a pilot test in a Spanish store, and it reported apparently nearly a third less overall waste. Um, and it's on track to hit eight percent. You, yeah, you're aware of this one. I, I'm quite. I I like the sound of it. I thought it was quite exciting. There's also a version of this, I think, in Singapore uh, that I've they've also read about, and it's just I, I you know I think that's a fantastic idea. I really do. I like. Yeah, I think it makes complete sense to me. This is one of the. Uh, this is one of the uh, great examples of where tech can really make a huge difference in this yeah, it can be arena. A can be a huge. Can be a great solution. Uh, this whole like dynamic pricing where every d- so essentially every day that goes by after the product has been put on a shelf the the price decreases by the yeah. day uh, and I think that I think that's I think that's fantastic I was quite uh, quite intrigued by it and then reading further I was like this is this is definitely one of many possible like solutions I guess or things that could be introduced to make those big changes because obviously yeah. it's going to have to happen pretty quickly and on a rather large scale as well but like you said i think it sort of circles back around to this uh, situation of demanding accountability and yeah. regulating what how supermarkets practice essentially and i think that obviously comes from the influence of the consumer and how how they shop what they by. then also it comes from those governmental regulatory bodies which impose certain like parameters i guess on supermarkets and how they function because i mean this whole thing is the system of supermarkets that we have in the uk at least functions as an ol- as an oligopoly they're just a few a few firms that are controlling the majority of the uh, food distribution market and it should be controlled and uh, monitored like any other powerful uh, institution in the United Kingdom like like a bank like like anything else like you know like anything else that it has a lot of power yeah yeah the responsibility they hold is probably quite incalculable to be honest you know it's all well and good throwing out how much uh, food is wasted in terms of its weight and value in money but it goes beyond that doesn't it you know it goes to the level of like on an individual basis if somebody is capable or incapable of purchasing food or you know like we said I mentioned about food banks you know that food insecurity issue supermarkets are directly linked to it and therefore hold that same level of responsibility as you say financial institutions energy institutions all of them have that same basic sort of resources service providing responsibility just it, it it takes very little effort and honestly of course i don't i think that it doesn't take that much effort it takes very very little effort and will have a tremendous impact on uh the rest of the country as well as the world but i think to sort of we're getting to that point of wrapping it up, I'm feeling this is ending. I'm thinking it's been a heavy half hour or so of quite 
well, from yourself in, from yourself in particular, quite berating negativity towards supermarkets here in the UK. And I think it'd be nice to maybe leave the listener t- with some sort of positivity or, you know, food for positive thought. Is there anything, any one final last hurrah to make this a slightly less pessimistic outlook? Wow, that's that that silence was that silence was loud in terms of what it said. Holy moly! <laughs> it was just crickets. Uh... <laughs> and there you have it, people. That is the issue of supermarket waste. One thing, okay. One thing that I would say definitely that is a positive is that I think the pandemic has taught people. Um, that shopping locally in smaller uh, in smaller shops, uh, independent gross going to independent grocers and valuing your food has changed. I think our perception of food for yeah. forever. Maybe maybe people can become food value champions at the end of the day, even though you detested the pledge and how it was written. Maybe people can become food value champions in that case to end on an inspiring note slash positive note uh eat what you buy uh try and support your the politicians that recognize the problem and are trying their best to solve it and be aware just be aware that this that you know shopping at uh, a supermarket uh, when you're shopping at a supermarket, this is a, pro- a, a a huge problem that we're all facing, and it's because of these supermarkets. Not solely, but these supermarkets are very should be held responsible. Um, so just be aware of when you're sh- when you're shopping at, say, I don't know. Uh, don't use it. Don't say it. At a, at a Schmainsbury's. If you're if you're shopping at a Schmainsbury's, just just be aware of what they of what they do. And that's it. And then that that knowledge is is gold. Uh, Jack, do you have anything else to add to my incessant rambling? I don't think I could. I can't. I can't top that at all. Knowledge is golden. What a way to end it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you and good night.